Welcome to the BT Sport Boxing Show. I'm Adam Catterall. Once again, it's a pleasure to be in your company. We've got an action-packed one lined up for you today. Derek Chisora and David Hay will be joining us a little bit later on to talk about that big fight on October the 31st against Alexander Usyk. And I am going to give you my top five British pound-for-pound boxers. No doubt it'll cause a little bit of a debate. Alongside me as ever, the one and only Mr. Ben Davidson. That hair's looking amazing, mate. Much better than it was at the weekend with them visors around. I'll tell you something, you must have been having a nightmare with that. I was, I was. I looked back and I thought, oh, could have done a bit better there, but... <laughs> Solid weekend. Obviously, Josh got the job done, my man. Um, we Obviously, we're going to pick the bones out of that fight in a moment or two because Josh is going to be joining us. But from your point of view, an easy night's work it looked. It's easy for people to say an easy night's work and there was a lot of speculation and people saying, oh, you know, overlooking him and blah, blah, but he wasn't overlooked. He's a dangerous opponent. I dare any manager, trainer, fighter, promoter to put their light weight in with that man and see how they do. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, pleased that, that Josh put on a good performance, um, didn't take a shot and got an early night. So, yeah, pleased. Well, hang on, hang on. You say early night. You're looking fresh. You look fresh this morning. Shall we? I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's get up to Scotland. Let's see what the unified super lightweight world champion's looking like right now. Mr. Taylor, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Still half asleep, actually. I uh, slept like a baby last night. Um, usually it's it kind of all rolled into one big, long day. Um, I never really sleep great the night before fights, and I, I can't sleep after, after the fights. I'm always up with the adrenaline, so... Um, I, I kind of as soon as I got home last night, I straight into bed and crashed out. So yeah, feeling good, nice and relaxed, and uh, good to be home for a wee while now. Relax and chill out. I've been away for a long time, so now I'm happy to be home. Yeah. Listen, the celebration we've seen it many, many times when when you beat these guys up. You always offer them a pint afterwards, mate. But I know <laughs> that we're in this crazy we're in this crazy lockdown time, so therefore. By the time you got the job done, all the bars were shut. Did you manage to get a pint in? Did you get a pizza no, in at least? Actually, Did you get something? We, we never. Um, we just uh, we just went back to the hotel, and uh, you know I think we never managed to get a pizza either. So I think we managed. Ben managed oh, to get, mate! We got a McDonald's, which was a huge letdown, but it was better than nothing, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's, um, it was. I, I felt sick after it as well, you know, because I'd been eating well for like three months, four months, you know, and then stuck that in my body, and it was just like, oh. But it was good to have a McChicken sandwich and some chips and that, you know, it was it was quite good at the time. But 10 minutes later, I felt like a, a pile of rubbish. Well, let's have a look at the fight, mate. It didn't last that long. Um, obviously, you got him out of there in, in the first round. We've got a couple of clips here for you and, and Ben to talk through. But I'll come to you first of all, because obviously yeah. Ben will, uh, will give his analysis in a moment. You're in there, obviously, the experience of fighting behind closed doors. A pretty new one for you. You've normally got tens of thousands of people behind you cheering yeah, you on. Yeah. So talk me through the whole experience. Obviously, the night itself, and then when you get in there with Kong Song, you take care of him quite comfortably with that beautiful body shot. Yeah, well, when we got there, you know, it was a we had a nice one warm up. So it was, I was I was warming up for a good I don't know four or five minutes, so close to like close to close to an hour actually, just moving around and keeping my head right, and you know, getting keep getting my head in the fight game, you know, and. You could hear the the fights outside going on, and the and the grunting and the screaming going on with other fighters warming up and all that. And it was just, it was very alien experience, you know. It was uh, no hearing any crowd, but the fight itself, you know, it was it was it was relatively straightforward. I actually said to my amateur coach like the night before the fight, I said I think he's going to come out and and uh, and try and put it on me straight away. I think he's going to try and uh, go on the front foot. 
and um, he, he launched a one two on straight away, and uh, I thought, oh wow, I don't want to be getting letting this guy, you know, come and have a whack away at me because he'll take my head off if he catches me. We knew on the in the clinch, every time on the clinch he tries to, you know, throw a hook, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> he actually done it twice in the in the the whole the, the whole fight, you know, but the, the twice that we were up together close, he, he, he threw that hook. And then um, the, the second time he done it, I, I got underneath it and pushed him against the ropes. And uh, I caught him with the body shot on the ropes, which I felt sinking right in. Um, I don't look much on the, the replay. I've obviously, I've, I've watched it back. Um, but when you actually watch it in slow motion, you see it going right through. My head's off the line. My knees are nice and bent. The legs are planted. And uh, the glove sinks right up into his ribs, you know, and uh, he folded in a, a delayed reaction. And uh, if anybody's ever had a body shot, like that, you you know you know what it's like. It's painful. It's worse than getting hit in the chin. So yeah, it was a it was a beautiful shot, and uh, that was all she wrote. Ben, you saw you saw on Josh's face there at the end. Yeah, it's a it's a first round knockout. Most fighters are absolutely delighted. They get to go home nice and early. He looks disappointed. He looks disappointed. He wanted a he wanted a bit of a turn up, did the lad, didn't he? <laughs> so obviously, it was a bit of a. Uh bit of a shock when when the job was done so soon for him I'd imagine but definitely please look you don't want to be hanging around with somebody like Kong Song the longer he's in the ring the more chance he's got of, of landing something and he definitely is a massive puncher um, but I was I was overly pleased that Josh got it done the first round but without forcing it he he he, uh, he was smart didn't take a shot didn't force anything um, and took his moment and and that was all that was all she wrote Josh, were you slightly disappointed that when you when you come out the ring and I don't know, maybe you've checked social media or whatever, your people are obviously derogatory towards the opponent, which is unfair, really, because as you just said, you felt his power. You knew that he could whack a little bit. You knew how how he got himself to the stage of being your mandatory challenger. And people have forgot that. You know what I mean? You've got to take these fights. You're the champ now. You've got to defend those types of fights. So were you a little bit disappointed with the way that people were speaking about the opponent after the fight? Yeah, sometimes you know it's it, you, sometimes in boxing you can't win no matter what, no matter what you know. Um, I did what I was expected to do, um, you know, and I'm still not getting credit for it. You know, if if that fight had went the distance, or you know, if it caught me a couple of shots, or this and that, it would be oh, Josh is he should be blowing this guy away, and or or you know, he's, he's not he's 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 crap, you know, and this and that, and you know, you, you can't you can't win with some people and, and boxing fans. Um, it doesn't matter what what happens, you know. Like it's just there's people you just aren't happy. The people are saying taking a dive and this and that. People that you know, it's it's mad, you know. Some some of these people have never thrown a punch or felt a punch in their life, and they're, they're doing things like that. But you know, it is it's part of the game, you know. Um, I know, and other fighters know that what it's like, you know. And and people with no boxing know that, that shot was a was a sick man shot, and. Um, you know that, that is what it is. You know, I had, it was my mandatory defence. Let's not forget to be a good fighter to become the mandatory challenger. Mm-hmm. He was expected to be beating that fight, and he, and he won, and he knocked the guy out, Condo. So um, it just goes to show, but anything can happen in boxing. You know, so I'm um, I'm happy with the way it went. You know, it's just the way it is. You know, I, I'm used to not getting the credit I deserve anyway. So um, that's the way it is. Check this out for a start. We spoke fight week last week. It's now obviously improved. Your last five opponents have had a record of 110 wins, one loss. That one loss was only Postel's defeat to Terence Crawford. You don't fight tin cans, yeah. do you, mate? No, no, it's it. It's, um, it's just kind of been the motto of my career so far, isn't it? I'm fighting 
just stepping up all the time, you know, and the next one's hopefully the, the big one, you know, um, and it's just, a, it's, it's been just a, a rapid rise um, to where I am at the minute, you know, it's just, it's just been almost a vertical climb. It's just, um, it's, it's mental, you know, when I sit back and think about it, um, what I'd achieved, which was the first, for the first time in my career was in lockdown, um, when I had a bit of downtime, you know, thinking about what I'd achieved and the belt sitting there and I'm like, wow, I've done, I've done all right, you know, I've done all right in a short space of time. So, yeah, I'm happy with what I've done and uh, I'm going to hopefully get that big fight now, and which is which is just amazing. No, absolutely. And it's good to to hear your promoter in Bob Arum and Top Rank talking about them wanting to make that uh, big fight with Jose Ramirez because that's the reason why you signed with him. The reason why you went there is because he's there and it's we live in a crazy world in boxing sometimes with politics getting in the way of certain fights being made. Hopefully now... yeah that fight is next for you? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, everything's um, easy to make, you know. Um, myself and Jack Catterall are with, with MTK, you know, so, and then myself and Ramirez are both with Bob Arum, so it's, it's pretty easy to work out. There's not too much, to, there's not too much obstacles in the way to get something sorted out, so um, it's, hopefully we can, we can get, we can get the fight made and, uh, you know, we can get that fight on and that's the, that's the one next, you know, it's a, it's exciting time. So hopefully I'm, I'm in the, I know hope can be a bit of a, a pain in the backside and a bit of a false sense of security, but I am hoping that this one can be the next one. Ben, when you, when have you got him back in? When is he allowed to uh, put the McDonald's down? When's he, when's he got to be in back in doing his bits, uh, preparing for obviously the Ramirez fight? Josh always trains anyway. So he's always training at home. He's got, a, he's got a gym back at his house. So, He's always training, but he'll have a couple of weeks off and then we'll uh, we'll get back to work. Josh, I don't know if you uh, saw, obviously, Carl Frampton was part of the uh, uh, the broadcast at the weekend. I know that you uh, and he are good friends and he was giving a bit of background uh, to the nickname Hank. Um, you're going to have to give it, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to give us a little bit, mate. You're going to have to give us your side of that story out. Who who came up with it and when did it all start? Well, well, it was, it was Carl and, uh, <laughs> and my good friend Conrad, Conrad Cummins as well. Um, just like, like the way you get the hang, you know, obviously you've seen my, the film, me, myself and Irene. Yes. Um, you know, the way I shadow box, I do that sort of twitchy and like up and down, <laughs> that sort of thing when he does hang. And, um, and he's like, oh, you're like hang the way you're shadow boxing and this and that. And they started making a laugh of it. And then um, we all went out the weekend um, off training. We went out to the barber shop and, uh, I got absolutely butchered, you know, I usually get like a skin fade round the back here, um, but they'd done the top as well, but the way they'd done the top, it was almost like a flat top, like, <laughs> completely butchered, like, completely butchered, and then, uh, yeah, it was like a Hank, and he, he was himself laughing, you know, in front, he says, now you are Hank, he was taking pictures of me, and this and that, and, and then obviously I went to the, the gym on the Monday, and shadow boxing before sparring, and he's, he's shooting Hank, and this and that, and then it just stuck, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just that. It's just stunk. And it actually, I think it does fit me a little bit because uh, I am a bit like Hank. You know, it's mad. You know, I've got two two sides of me. I'm, one side of me is very laid back and placid. And one, side of me is, one side of me is mental. So it says, it's quite a good nickname, actually, yeah. You kind of need those split personalities, don't you, Ben, to be an elite level fighter. You need to be able to obviously be a normal operator at home around normal people. But when it gets down to business, you need to be able to flip the switch and this guy most certainly can do it. Yeah, that's right. You've got to be slightly touched. Uh, 
And Josh is, <laughs> Josh is definitely slightly on, touched. I, I didn't say that, oh, Josh. Thanks very much. I, I didn't say that, he did. <laughs> oh, he's fully aware of it. Don't worry. <laughs> Josh, just to finish off, when we spoke last week, you told me that uh, the World Boxing Super Series trophy was being uh, used as a coffee table or, or it was going to be used as a coffee table in, in your house. Is it there? Yeah, okay. but we're still thinking about we're still thinking what to do with it. It's sitting over there. Sure. It's, 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 flick the camera, man. Flick the camera. Let's have a look at it because it's a monster um, of a trophy, isn't it? It's a way over there. It's um, two seconds. Look at this. This, this is one of so, the most impressive. Just a little so, ornament next to the TV. Yeah. Love it. Sitting there, yeah, because uh, we're but obviously we we places that um, places that are just kind of opening back up through through lockdown. There's a the Pac Man lying there down. I so the places that are just opening back up with lockdown. Um, my friend is, he's got a, a good business doing like joinery business. So we're going to get a nice big wall put up there and put the belts in and put the, the, the trophy and stuff in like that. So we're in the middle of getting that done. This sort of week is going to all get done. So it's going to be looking nice eventually. You know, it's taken a long time to get furniture in this house, this damn house, you know, because, because of lockdown. It couldn't have happened at a worse time. So um, we're, we're slowly but surely getting there now. Well, enjoy a little bit of a rest, mate. And fingers crossed in the not too distant future, we get that big fight announced where you and Ramirez can go at it. I mean, that in itself, think about that. What would it be? Your 18th professional fight to be fighting to become the yeah. undisputed super lightweight champion of the world. That is crackers. That's uh, just, it's mad. It's just what, it's crazy. I don't think there's anybody, well, there's not many fighters that have done it in short space of time, you know, and uh, to be, you know, undisputed world champion and be the first guy to do it in Britain since Ken Buchanan who's also from my hometown and wow. things like that as well it's just it's a, it's a massive piece of history in itself you know for for Scottish boxing and Scottish sport as well you know and it's, it's just huge so I've got a massive desire to do it and bring all the bills back and you know be go down in history as one of the best in Scotland so um, that's just a a massive, massive goal for me. For me now, I want to get that fight next and and, uh, and do it. You know, undisputed world champion in under twenty fights is just a unbelievable achievement. No, it is, mate. Listen, go well, go great win at the weekend, mate. Enjoy a little bit of rest time, and we'll look forward to seeing you back soon. Take care. Well, do thanks very much. Cheers. Top spirits. You would be after. Uh... A nice little fight like that of the weekend. What, what's it been like for you, Ben? Obviously, working with him, you've worked with some sensational personalities in this game so far. Tyson, Billy Joe, and what have you. Where's, what's it like working with with Josh Taylor? Do you know what? It's a it's a it's a real blessing. He's so down to earth, Josh. And that's not obviously not to say Tyson and Billy Joe are because we know that they are. But you know, for someone that's achieved so much in such a short space of time, it would be very easy for somebody to sort of get carried away. And but he's so down to earth. Uh, great character. Uh, great man, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a pleasure to train. No, mate, he comes across a really top fella and that's no wonder uh, why tens of thousands of people buy tickets to go and see him fight. And fingers crossed, once that Ramirez fight is made, we're allowed a few people to maybe go over to America to, uh, to support him uh, and, and watch that fight. Now, I didn't want to embarrass him whilst he was here and I'm not going to put you on the spot, right? Because you, you've trained some of the very best that this country has to offer. But we are going to put together our pound-for-pound pound British list right now. British fighters, pound-for-pound, pound, top five. Are you ready for this, you? Yeah. 
I know that you're going to give it, I know you I know you're going to give it a kicking, right? Because <laughs> there's there's one particular fighter I've omitted from my top 5 list, right? Number 1, we've just spoken to him. I don't think we can look past Josh Taylor at this moment, right? With everything that he's achieved, we've just been speaking about it there as he builds up hopefully to become an undisputed champion within 20 fights. Postal, Martin in the uh, World Boxing Super Series, moving into Baranchik, moving then into Pagre, obviously taking care of his mandatory at the weekend. The records of the guys that are coming into face, Josh Taylor have been sensational and he has dealt with every single one of them. Now, people might throw shade on me, but I'm going Josh Taylor, number one British pound for pound. Are you, are you in agreement so far or not? Um, I definitely think he's, 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 he's up there, you know. Um... Look at you, diplomatic. You're always being diff- get them splinters out your backside, right? Let's have it. <laughs> I'd probably I'd probably put Tyson number one, pound for pound. Okay. Um with Josh number two? Uh and the rest of them I'm not gonna order. But yeah! I would I, I would you put, do this. Right, I'm just I'm just gonna put mine then. Shall I just put mine? Because you're you're forcing me anyway. Right, okay. Go for it, mate. Well, I'm gonna go- to do, I'll tell you what, I'll put mine out. Go, no, you do it. People want to hear yours. Go for it. I'm going to go Tyson. Yep. Then I'm going to put Josh and Billy Joe. In no order. In no order. That's going in no order. Okay. Um, obviously, we know what Josh... Obviously, we know what Josh has achieved. Phenomenal in such a short space of time as well. And some people may disagree with Billy Joe. And some people may disagree with Josh and Tyson's position as as well, but um, I I I know I don't even think I know Billy Joe given the opportunity would seize it. He just hasn't had the opportunity yet. So yeah, Tyson number one, Josh and Billy Joe there in no order with them two. I'm then gonna put um, Anthony Joshua. And I'm then gonna put Callum Smith and Warrington's a difficult one. It is a difficult one. So your top five has got six people in it. That's what you've just done. Yeah. You, you've copped it. It has. You've copped <laughs> it. You've copped it. <laughs> right, I'm going. Josh Taylor, number one. Tyson Fury, number two. Josh Warrington, number three. AJ, number four. Carl Frampton's got to be in there, mate. The things that that man has achieved, and he's still going, chasing opportunities at three weight levels. Telling you, Carl Frampton's in it for me. The argument about Billy Joe, I get it, right? Because he is probably the most talented out of the lot, and that's no disrespect to the others. He is a sensationally talented fighter. But you've talked about the opportunities there, right? And he probably hasn't been given them or whatever it may be, and they've not materialised. But for the other guys, it has. The other guys have fought the ultimate guys in their division, haven't they? They've come through those fights, and that's why I've created that top five list as I have, because it's based on the guys that they've already fought. Billy Joe Saunders, I'm on record saying that I think he could, I think he, out of everybody in the world right now, he's the one most equipped to be able to beat a Canelo. But he hasn't been given that opportunity, or he's not had that opportunity given to him at this moment. If he does, and he does it, He'll probably go to my number one, mate. That's what. That's how highly I rank him. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame that he hasn't been given the opportunity, you know. And and, and do you know what? Uh, uh, middleweight now, right now, if he went to middleweight, put Canelo in there as well, he cleans the whole division up and I don't even think it's a difficult task for him. Um, 
He's just yes, I love it. But you know, for me, obviously, I know what he's capable of. So he has to be in that top three in any order. Um, he has to be for me. Okay, I'm I'm not letting you have six in the top five. So pick between Callum Smith and Josh Warrington. <laughs> One sec. One sec. In fact, you've put seven in there, haven't you? No. No, 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 you didn't, you didn't put seven in there. You put six in there. Go on. Uh, between Warrington and Smith. Callum Smith, Josh Warrington, go. I'm going to have to go Warrington. Mate, against Selby and Frampton, those victories were sensational. That, that's no that, disrespect to Callum. That's the reason why. And Carl Frampton, I've 100%. I agree. I would just say that because of the Warrington win, he has to slide in there in front of me. And I think what AJ's achieved... He has to be in there as well. Um, but isn't it a pleasure that we're in a position where we're able to discuss and have to battle places to have yeah. so many great fighters uh, this side of the shore? So, yeah. No, absolutely. And I've no doubt that I'm getting it now in uh, in the social media and uh, on our YouTube comments. It's open to everybody. It's an opinion. You're more than welcome right. to come and join. Drop your top five into the uh, into the chat uh, and we'll have a little bit of a flick through that and maybe revisit it at a later show. Um, you will have seen last week, big fight announcement, finally confirmed. It was originally confirmed for May, wasn't it? But October 31st, Halloween, they're going at it. Alexander Usyk, the undisputed cruiserweight champion, stepping up to heavyweight. Big ambitions there to be challenging for world titles at some point. He's got Derek Chisora in his way. What an absolute monster fight this is. And we're delighted to have Derek Chisora and David Hay joining us on the show right now. Gentlemen, welcome. Hope you're both well. Derek, if I may start with you first, I just want to talk about the psychology of this fight because fans have been speaking about it for such a long period of time. It was originally booked for May. We've got this new date of October 31st to take on Alexander Usyk. What's it been like for you over the last 10 months, 12 months, starting camps, finishing camps, thinking about the fight, not thinking about the fight, wondering whether the fight's going to happen. Has it been a difficult time? You know what? I um, when, when the fight, when we did the first press conference, I was excited. I was ready to rock and roll. And then we, the whole situation happened with the whole global, basically. Like, things went into lockdown. People were not flying out. And then um, David and the rest of the team decided, like, if we go in lockdown, I'm only going to train for 45 minutes every day. So I made it my duty that every 45 minutes I would drive to, I would drive into town, I'll go to one gym and train and stuff like that. So for me, it was not a big, it was not like, oh, the fight's off, I have to stay at home and chill. So every 45 minutes I was doing something every day. <laughs> David, David, from a physical point of view, I know that obviously you were joining in with that training session there. Um, and the advice that you gave Derek there of working for 45 minutes per day in the build up to this, he's obviously paying off because he's looking in incredible nick. Have you ever seen him in shape like this? Um, I've seen him in I've seen him in good shape, but I, he hasn't had the consistent quality sessions like he's had. How you know we've had probably three camps or mini camps for this fight. You know when we have a date and it's around twelve weeks, we we, we set off with a with a with a plan in mind, and we've done that a few a few times now. We now know we're you know we're six seven weeks into this particular training camp, and the fight is now happening. So, uh, four weeks on. You know, uh, Saturday we'll be we'll be in there in the ring in our, in our in our minds. We fortunately learnt from every single training camp that has that has been cancelled. That mm. this is what we should eat. This type of training should be done. This type of sparring. Let's 
do this, take these days off. You know, it's been like a work in progress over the last year. And I'm just fortunate, it sounds crazy, this is probably one of the only positives of lockdown is we've been able to, to start and restart again and not allow Derek's body to degenerate and to get out of shape. So when he hasn't been doing intense training, he's doing heavy lifting, his strength's been good. So come fight night, this will be a year of hard work, but he's not going to be burnt out. He's not going to be, he's going to, he's going to be peaking. And that's what we need. You know, nothing other than a peak, perfect Derek Chisora. Derek Chisora we've never seen before. I don't expect you to give away the tactical uh, approach to the fight. So that's why Ben's here. Ben, if you were in, uh, in Derek's corner, how would you approach this fight with uh, Alexander Usyk? Well, straight away, obviously, Derek's advantages are the the physical attributes. So I think the key thing for me is for Derek not to get caught in in sort of no man's land where he's half pressing the action, um, but not really dictating the pace, which is sort of what Gassiev did. Um, If Derek can, can, can press, but press heavy and really aggressively and be really, really forceful, really force his physical attributes upon the fight, I do believe that he stands in a chance. Um, but you know, I know Derek's not known to be a, a, a slick boxer, but you can, you, uh, Tony Bellew at times forced Usyk to get a little bit greedy, made Usyk force a few things, and then almost forced Usyk to close the gap for Bellew as opposed to Bellew do the same sort of thing where he half pressed Usyk. So I think you've got to be the one to be dictating with Usyk, not allow, allow him to dictate and box circles around you. Um, so there's various ways that Derek can go about it, but it's key that Derek obviously gets to mid to short range, but it's how he does that. There's a couple of options for him to do that, but he just can't get caught in no man's land, um, half pressing the action, but allowing Usyk to dictate. Gents, you go along with that? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The last place you want to be against an Olympic gold medalist is at the end of his gloves. No, you need to stay on his chest. You need to get your feet close to his. You've got to rough him up inside. You've got to hit him wherever you can hit him. He's not going to give you a clean shot on his chin. So you're going to have to punch through his gloves, hit his arms, elbows, hips, back of the head, kidneys. You've got to get real rough, down and dirty, and grind it out of this guy. Force Yusik, who's a master for boxer, to have a fight. The moment you have a boxing match for a boxer, you're going to come off second best. Drag him into a fight. Force Yusik to fight. Derek's doing it. Derek's got the trickiest southpaws you could possibly think of trying to best to run rings around him and they're not doing it, not doing it successfully. Derek is tracking people down. It's going to be like a, trying to run away from a mudslide and he's just grabbing your feet and you slowly but surely, it's up to your knees. You're trying to get out of it. It's up to your waist. What do you do? You've got to turn and try and swim in it. And once Usyk starts trying to swim with what Derek brings, it's going to be very, very uncomfortable and painful. And Usyk isn't used to having to dig deep. He's not used to being roughed up continuously, have people lean on him, pushing, pulling. He's going to have to do something he hasn't done before, and it's going to be very, very uncomfortable for him. And I don't think he's. I don't think Usyk's training for this fight as he would do for Anthony Joshua. I believe Usyk, in his mind, believes he's so superior to Derek that he's just going to do what he usually does and outbox him. But Derek isn't isn't going to try and box him at all. He's no going way. to. He's, we, that's it. The moment we try to box, we lose. So when it's not a boxing match, it's a fight. Derek, every time you mention the word war, fight and dirty, your eyes lit up. There are a massive smile on your face. Ready? <laughs> okay, there it is again. There it is again. That's the only thing I know. You know, I always <laughs> tell you every time I can't box. 
I can only fight and go to war. You know, boxing, I leave boxing to uh, to those guys like you, sick and Eminem. I can't box. I love fighting. Derek, talk to me about the potential rewards of this, because we know where Usyk's at when it comes to the WBO situation in the heavyweight division. You beat him, that position's yours. And then we could be talking about you challenging for a world title once again. Yeah, you know, that's that's the whole point, you know, fighting this guy, he's the number one in the WBO. Um, you know, that puts puts me back up there on top, you know, with, with the rest of like uh, AJ, Tyson Fury, you know, Dylan White, myself, you know. So I'm just looking forward to this fight, you know, on Halloween day. Um, but before that, I'm just training hard, ready to rock and roll. I will, I will give you all when it comes to that day, the 31st. Derek, Derek. Looking for. Derek always gives it his all, but you can only give what you have. And he's going to have more for this fight than he's ever had before. If you thought he had, he gave a lot in the Dylan White fights or the fight against Carlos Takam. If you thought he was giving you a lot, which most people believe he was, he's just bringing more engine his engine's bigger his tactical game is better so he's you're going to see a new and improved you know version of Derek Jazora I haven't seen before I've worked with him for, for a couple of years now and the intensity it feels like he knows this is it this is his world title fight now we're not thinking about anything past this this is it how can you think about a world title fight when you're fighting someone who's never lost as a professional won every single belt WBA WO IBF WBA Ring Magazine, lineal champion, Olympic champion. What more? You know, that, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And Derek has the size advantage. And I think he's got the, the advantage of, you know, nobody believes Derek's going to do it. So there's no pressure on Derek. Derek's been very, very rarely to be in the pressure. You know, it's not like a Dylan White where there's, you know, it, it's, it's an even sort of thing. No, nine times out of, nine out of 10 fight fans, unfortunately, or fortunately, believe Derek isn't going to win this fight. Oh, the, the one that, you know, the 10%, now we're in that 10% because we know something that we believe the rest don't know. And that's Derek's going to put it on Usyk and Usyk will not be able to deal with the, with the heat. He won't be able to deal with it. David, just before you go, um, um, Daniel Dubois, Joe Joyce are supposed to be meeting each other. I know that that date's been pushed back. You've got first-hand experience of working with Joe. Lots of the rhetoric coming into it is all about Daniel Dubois. How do you see that one playing out? I think it's a 50-50 fight. I think it's very, yeah. very even. Um, I understand why the hype is there with Daniel Dubois. The punch power looks um, immense. The physical structure of him, his bone structure to his every, he ticks all the boxes in a young heavyweight who's going to be world champion, no doubt. Joe Joyce, Olympic silver medalist, should have really won gold there. Dodgy decision in the finals, but done everything right so far for very good opposition. Bryant Jennings winning that fight and points at this stage of his career is a very good win. Now, although he was, he was hurt with a body shot early, he rallied back. You know, Burmainsterburn, former world champion, he beat him like a bongo. That was a real horrible fight to watch. So he, he's done everything asked of him. Um, you know, the Nathan Gorman fight for Dubois was a great fight. They're, they're, oh, they're, they're both proven to me everything you need to see. So I think it's, I think it's a great domestic fight to see who's going to move on. The, the loser doesn't automatically not go anywhere, though. I think it's, it's like, I, I see this fight very similar to um, George Groves and DeGale. The way they fought each other earlier on in their career. You know, George pipped them on points, but they both went on to win world, world titles. I see this like that. I think both have the capabilities to, to win world titles, but it's going to be a tough fight. It's either Dubois early or Joyce um, by, by points. I think if I have a Dubois stoppage, and if you can't stop um, Joyce, Joyce has the boxing ability to get to the end and to probably pivot on points. 
But I, I can see it happening both ways. But a very, very good fight. Top stuff. Gentlemen, I'll let you get back to training. Derek, loving you on social media at the moment, mate. Go well. Looking forward to Halloween. Should be a cracker. Halloween fight night. This is it. Get it in. Get the beers in. Let's go and see it. Derek. Cheers, gents. Thank you very much. Thank you. Look at them two, Ben. I'll tell you something. There's some uh, good morale going on there. David Hay, the probably the perfect person to be around Derek Chisora, preparing for a, a big fight with Alexander Usyk, a man that has obviously been there and done that at Cruiserweight and attempted to step up and uh, achieve big things at heavyweight himself. Yeah, I certainly do think it, it, it can it can be an interesting fight. You know, I know a lot of people are writing Derek off and I, and I completely understand why. But if Derek is capable, and that's the question, if he's capable of of bringing his physica, physical attributes into the fight, it certainly certainly bodes for an interesting, uh, an interesting night, that's for sure. Should be a cracker. October the 31st, Alexander Usyk taking on Derek Chisora. Um, what's next for you now, you know? Josh did the business we, uh, within three minutes. Do you guys get to have a beer and a pizza and put your feet up now and just have a bit of a chill? What, what, what goes on now? Or, or are we straight back in, preparing for hopefully the big unification? Uh, Josh will be back in in a couple of weeks, two to three weeks. I've currently, I'm back in, the, I'm in the gym currently as we speak. Um, I've got Lee McGregor preparing for a European title fight against Karim Gurphy uh, in just Lee's nice. 10th fight. Also waiting for to hear from Frank Warren and BT Sport on a date for Shabazz Massoud. So yeah, still busy. Um, back to action right away. Ben, thank you very much for joining me once again, my man. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Therefore, you'll never miss out on any of our upcoming boxing content. And we'll catch you next time.